The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear the mask. I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said... Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and you'll see two videos at the top of the screen there. Uh, they'll look a little different. I told you we're live, and we are live right now, but we're pre-recording the show. Uh, the one on the left will be Bradley's show from the previous day. Um, you can watch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, and at that time he'll be live in that little area there. And then on the right side of the page is where we're, we're at. Just click on the play button, uh, blow it up on whatever device you got, and then in the bottom right-hand corner there will be a Rumble icon. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. 
We are streaming live to Rumble uh, at Sons of Liberty Radio Live, so be sure to subscribe to the channel. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, and we're also on a variety of my public and private, not uh, public and personal Facebook pages, as long as they let me have them. Uh, We're on over there, we're streaming live there, as well as on uh, Twitter at TheRealTimBrow2. Don't put the in there. They wouldn't give me that. Somebody else already had it taken. Put two in its place, and uh, we're streaming live there. And also, we've op- reopened back up our Twitch account, so I don't know how long that's going to be on. You can find out at the Real Tim Brown on Twitch. We'll see how long they leave us there. Uh, also, while you're over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live, you can sign up for our email new- newsletter. Uh, click on that, and uh, be sure to subscribe. You get one of those a night. Between 7 and 8 Eastern, and then if you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can sign up on the page, and you get one of those once a week to let you know what we're doing in the ministry. If you would like to help us out and keep us out there doing what we're doing on the Internet, on the radio, and out among the 50 states teaching our Christian constitutional heritage, uh, we appreciate your support. There's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And again, we appreciate each and every one of you. There's also a link to the store this week. We're highlighting our necessity T-shirts. These are emblazoned with um, the quote from William Pitt the Younger. Necessity is the plea for every infringement of human freedom. It is the argument of tyrants. It is the creed of slaves. Uh, We got these all the way up to triple X. Now, the double X and the triple X cost a little more. We've got them in blue and we've got them in black. And they're normally a donation of $20. This week only through Saturday at midnight, you can get 10% off of these shirts uh, when you use the promo code NECESSITY. It's pretty simple. NECESSITY gets you 10% off, but that's only through Saturday at midnight. So if you want to pick one of those up, now's the time to do it. All right. So this week, or excuse me, last week, we're highlighting, you know, and we've been highlighting a lot of these, the doctors who've been dying from taking these experimental shots uh, that they fraudulently call vaccines. And uh, we had this this list that seems to be growing there in Canada. I think this is over the past 16 months. 32 doctors have lost their lives uh, to these experimental shots. And there is a doctor who was pointing all of this out. And I know probably I'm going to let him tell the story, but I know he's probably caught a lot of flack from the Mockingbird media over there in Canada. But I asked her, I asked Dr. William Makus if he would join us this morning and uh, if he would kind of lay out what's going on up there in Canada. So it's, it's my privilege to welcome Dr. Makus to the Signs of Liberty. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And I hope I said your name right. Makus, is that correct? It's Macus. Macus. Okay, well, we, we want to get that right. Okay, so, Dr. Macus, tell us a little bit about yourself first, what you're involved in, what kind of uh, medicine you practice there, and then we'll get into the meat and potatoes of, of what's going on there in Canada. Sure thing. Um, I obtained my undergraduate uh, degree in immunology uh, at the University of Toronto. That was a four-year program. And then um, I obtained my medical degree at uh, McGill University in Montreal, which was uh, the best medical school in Canada. And um, I then specialized in nuclear medicine, radiology, and oncology. And I've spent uh, my medical practice treating and diagnosing uh, cancer patients. Um, so that's, that's my medical background. 
Okay. All right. Now, with that said, I mean, we we do a health and wellness show on Saturday. We have Kate Shimarani from the UK. She joins us every Saturday. And in fact, we talked this past week about uh, natural methods of bringing healing to cancer to people with cancer. We had uh, Altif uh, on to talk about him. He was a He's a prominent attorney over there in the UK, and he was talking about some of the things that he did. Uh, basically, and much of it was just changing his diet, but there was a lot of other things he did as well. So you have some some knowledge in that area. What do you think, or, or what is your perception? Let's go back to what, 2020, early 2020, when all of this, and I call it the con vids. I, I just, I, they haven't, as far as I'm concerned, I, I haven't seen them isolate anything. Uh, the Chinese CDC said so. We even had study, uh, some comments from the CDC here in the States saying they hadn't done it either. And then, but they, they all immediately wanted to push this shot that they fraudulently call a vaccine. And what was your thoughts when all this came out? Were you kind of questioning what was going on or were you taking it serious or, or what was going on there? At the time, um, I had been um, involved in uh, some whistleblowing um regarding corruption in um our healthcare system here in alberta and canada and so i was actually not in the in the medical system um when the pandemic hit uh so i could really look at the pandemic um really with an unbiased view and an outsider's view and i realized very early on in the pandemic that you know we're dealing with uh, something uh you know with a virus that you know, for most people will not affect them. Um, you know, we had a survival rate of 99.9% and vast majority of people. Um, you know, we had a couple of risk groups uh, who, who seem to be at higher risk for hospitalization and death. And this would be um, patients uh, older than 70 years old in long-term care homes, or if they were younger, they usually had, you know, at least three comorbidities um, and they seem to be at higher risk. You know, you had patients with obesity who were at higher risk. You had patients who were vitamin D deficient who were at higher risk. So um, my feeling was that um, if there was going to be any kind of vaccine rolled out, that it would be uh, targeted at the high risk population and not at, um, you know, the healthy young adult population. And we saw, um, you know, quite early on that this was not the case, especially in Canada. Once they started rolling out the vaccines, um, there was tremendous pressure on doctors and healthcare workers uh, to get the vaccine first. And all of them, regardless of of their risk of getting the the disease, uh, the vaccines were pushed on absolutely every healthcare worker in Canada. Uh, And then this was extended um, to the general adult population. And for me, that was a big red flag because um, it was simply not medically indicated to forcefully, you know, try to vaccinate every single young adult. And of course, as we know, they continued pushing um, in pregnant women, in children, you know, 12 to 18. Then they kept pushing the age lower and lower, 5 to 11. Now we're at six months to five years. Um, so really, uh, this aggressive a rollout of the vaccines um, to me was absolutely not medically indicated um, and and no one seemed to do any kind of risk benefit analysis to see, okay, the risks of vaccine injury uh, versus, um, you know, any benefits that the person might get from the vaccine. There was just an aggressive push 
to get the vaccine into every single arm. And I thought that was wrong. Well, I yeah, I totally I totally agree with you. And what is you know, we we've had uh, Pastor Artur on. I'm sure you're familiar with Pastor Artur up there. I mean, the persecution he and other Christian pastors have experienced for opposing all of this tyranny. I mean, it, it's nothing short of tyranny because I, I don't see government's places to tell us what our health is to be about or what we're to do about that. That's that's our responsibility. That's not theirs. Um, you've you've probably also seen a number of doctors and nurses. We had another lady on from Canada who was a nurse who is pointing that out too. And you see a red flag with it, but what does it cause you to do? Because I know here there have been several doctors, several nurses and others who've questioned how they're even claiming there is a virus. I, I'm personally, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV. Didn't spend a night at the Holiday Inn Express, but I come, I come to the conclusion, I'm not convinced they've ever isolated a virus by means of what they call isolation. So the second thing is, well, how do you vaccinate against something? And we were told in this one, they didn't have an isolated virus. They were given a computer model from which they manufactured their, their shots. So were you confronted with that? Were you told, hey, you have to take this if you're going to work here or this or do whatever you're going to do? Do you have, did you, were you confronted like that? Was it forced upon you? What I was confronted with was um, we had vaccine mandates, uh, COVID vaccine mandates that uh, came down uh, from the healthcare leadership of the of the province, and we saw this in summer and fall of 2021. Um, now, these mandates, in my view, were unethical. They were unscientific. Uh, they were illegal. And uh, what we saw was a um, an almost unanimous lockstep approach um, across all provinces in Canada, where uh, the healthcare leadership came out with this idea of forcing uh, vaccines on every single doctor and every single healthcare worker and really not giving you any option to opt out. Uh, you were not given uh, the chance for, to have a medical exemption, no matter what uh, happened to you uh, in regards to any reactions you may have had to the first or second dose. Uh, you were not given any chance for uh, religious exemption. So uh, really, to, you know, these are more red flags uh, to me that we we saw uh, a trampling of medical ethics in Canada, the likes of which we'd never seen before. Um, I mean, you know, the 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 right to bodily autonomy uh, and informed consent, and you know, the ability to opt out of any medical procedure or medical treatment. I mean, that's a cornerstone of medical ethics. And we saw that that cornerstone of medical ethics was completely blown up. And um, we saw this from politicians, the provincial governments in Canada. We saw this from the healthcare leadership, from the health authorities, from the colleges of physicians and surgeons. So these are the medical boards that control the medical licenses of, of doctors. Everyone was acting in lockstep and everyone was pushing these vaccine mandates on, on healthcare workers. So I was confronted with this as an outsider. Now I um I I'm retired, so I really, you know, didn't feel the pressure um to abide by these vaccine mandates, but uh healthcare workers did and, and at the time I was very vocal in my opposition to these vaccine mandates and I was contacted by dozens and dozens of healthcare workers who were terrified 
who didn't want to take the shot and who didn't know what to do. And they were asking me, well, what do I do? Um, which shot is the least damaging of the four? Because we already knew at the time that, you know, we had problems with clotting. We had problems, problems with myocarditis. Uh, you had athletes who were, you know, dropping dead on the soccer field. Um, you know, tennis players, rugby players, um, you know, other athletes who were suffering side effects, uh, presumably from the vaccines. So there were many healthcare workers who were terrified. And in Alberta, we have 105,000 healthcare workers. And when the vaccine mandate uh, came down, uh, 30% of those 105,000 healthcare workers refused to submit their vaccine status and did not want to be vaccinated. And what they did was they threatened everyone's jobs. Um, the people who refused, they put them uh, on a, a casual status uh, so that in the media, they could claim they had a 90 plus percent vaccination rate of healthcare workers, which was a fraud. Um, the, the health authority in Alberta, which is Alberta Health Services, uh, you know, put out these fraudulent numbers that more than 90% of healthcare workers agreed to be vaccinated, which was not true because they had um, threatened the jobs of 20, you know, 26 to 30,000 healthcare workers if they refused to get the vaccine. Um, many of them were given a one month extension and, and were uh, really had their careers threatened. Uh, doctors had their medical licenses threatened. Um, when I wrote a letter to the uh, Alberta Health Services CEO, Dr. Verna Yu, who was trying to push through this vaccine mandate, um, I wrote, uh, you know, I signed a letter in opposition with hundreds of other healthcare workers, and I was threatened by the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Alberta, who wrote me a letter saying that they're aware that I had signed this letter in opposition to vaccine mandates, and they would put it on my record, and I'm retired. So the, and they, <laughs> yeah, you said go ahead, right? <laughs> exactly, and and so I realized they're threatening every single doctor who's opposing these vaccine mandates. So we had a very aggressive uh, push uh, with the vaccines, which to me was completely unethical, uh, completely unscientific. I mean, by the fall of 2021, we knew from the Israeli data that the boosters didn't work. Uh, Israel was already on their third shot. Uh, they were discussing, um, you know, the fourth shot uh, and the second booster because they already knew that the third booster shot wasn't working. Uh, and that's, you know, not even looking at all the the problematic side effects from the vaccine. So, um, you know, this aggressive push for mandates in Canada was just absolutely unethical and, and something we'd never seen before. Now, you mentioned the, the term, you said they were moving in lockstep. And I, I'm kind of curious, are you familiar with the Rockefeller Foundation literature that, that talked about Operation Lockstep? Yeah, I've heard about it. Do you think that has, in from your perspective, would you say that has anything doing, because I've never seen anything like what took place over the last couple of years in my life. Now, I'm 53, but I've never seen anything like that in my life to where all the governments of the world all of the medical practitioners and all of this are just, yep, this is the answer. We got to do it. And not only should you do it because you think you're going to get sick and you might die, which wasn't really the case for anybody, really. I mean, when you when you really think about it, the numbers are so high of recovery of whatever they had. Um, 
I, I never seen anything like it. Can you say that? I mean, would you? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Would you say it looks like it's a coordinated event uh, to drive people to these things that they knew were injuring people? I mean, we've got here in the states. The FDA wanted 75 years to get turn out the Pfizer uh, stuff, and here within the past few months, they've dumped a bunch of documents, and they knew the first month they put it out, it was killing people, it was injuring people. Does it look like it's a coordinated effort to you? There was absolutely coordination, and I can I can give you evidence of this. Um, Please. When, when we had our vaccine mandate uh, pushed. It was pushed by the CEO of Alberta Health Services. That's our health authority here in Alberta. And uh, the, the the provincial government stayed silent. Um, now, what was very interesting about the vaccine mandate was the deadline that this CEO selected for 105,000 healthcare workers to be vaccinated. The deadline she selected was October 15th, 2021. And it caught my eye because I saw this date in many other places as a deadline for people to get vaccinated for employees. So, for example, there were city employees in Chicago that had to be vaccinated by October 15th. There were um, city employees or healthcare workers in Italy that had to be vaccinated by October 15th. Um, it even got to the point where there were a couple of countries in Africa uh, that had put out vaccine mandates for workers requiring to be vaccinated by October 15th. And people can people can verify this. You can go you can go back, uh, search through Google or other uh, search engines and, and look at when um, there were mandates forcing either healthcare workers or city workers to be vaccinated by October 15th, 2021, you'll find this date popping up all over the place. So I'm I'm a type of person who doesn't, you know, necessarily believe in any kinds of conspiracy theories. However, when you're faced with facts like this, where you have a sudden vaccine mandate with a deadline that is present in you know, in a in a province in Canada for healthcare workers, it's present in multiple locations in the United States, and then it pops up in Europe and Africa, and you have these same exact deadlines forcing people to get vaccinated by this deadline, which was October 15th, 2021. You know, then you realize, okay, there is a coordination on this that is, um, you know, international really um and there's no doubt about this that there was international coordination to force um certain workers certainly healthcare workers and i know that's a lot of city workers were forced uh, to have vaccine mandates and of course university students so you're going to find that a lot of universities in canada and in the united states had the same exact date october 15th 2021 of forcing people to, to be double dose vaccinated by that date, um, or uh, they would be fired. Uh, and certainly that threat was present here in Alberta. Uh, the authorities were threatening to um, fire any healthcare worker who refused vaccination by that date. Of course, because you had something like 26,000 healthcare workers refuse, uh, then they had to quietly you know, give them a one month extension. And then, you know, they put people on unpaid leave. And really, you know, six months later, they had to walk it all back and, and, and cancel the mandates. But the fact that there was such tremendous coordination 
uh, in the fall of 2021 is really, um, to me, it was shocking. And it was undeniable that, you know, this was occurring in lockstep, not just in Canada, it was in the United States, it was in several countries in Europe uh, who had gone very aggressive on uh, vaccine mandates. And uh, it had even, you know, shown up in places in several countries in Africa as well. Yeah, and we also, it wasn't just that. We saw people being, uh, we talked about Pastor Artur, uh, opening up the, open up a church. This is, this is voluntary. This isn't work. If people want to come, they take the risk, don't they? And now what's going on? We, we saw people going into restaurants being arrested. I know I saw several here. I mean, it was almost like, what country is this? It was, it was akin to what we were seeing in China, where people being tackled, they were being arrested, they were being fined, some of them were being punched, and I mean, it was just ridiculous. And I agree with, look, I agree with you that I don't, you know, I don't want to jump on every conspiracy theory that's out there, but I do believe there are true conspiracies, and I just simply say, all it takes for a conspiracy to happen is two people. You and I conspired today to come on here and do a show, right? I mean, so it, of course, this was a good conspiracy, but. But there are evil and wicked people in the world who conspire together for this, usually for the sake of money and power. That's usually what's behind it. And that's what I see going on here. There is billions of dollars to be made. And the, our governments, at least I can speak for the U.S. government, was illegally taking the people's money because we never authorized them to do so in the, in the Constitution to deal with our health, spending billions of dollars under Donald Trump to do it. And then when Trump's out, Joe Biden comes in and then he wants to mandate it for federal employees and all these other people. So I'm, I'm with you. I think there's a real coordination. We can call it a conspiracy, whatever we want to say, but there was a coordination for it. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to put these these doctors back on the screen here because you've been you've been uh, out there putting on social media and other things. That's where I saw you. Do you know any of these doctors, these 32 doctors that have died within 16 months? And I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more nurses and other people who've died as well. But do you know any of these uh, any of these people here in these photos? I didn't know any of the doctors personally. However, um, you know, since I started talking about this, I've been contacted by uh, the family members of several of these doctors who who've you know reached out to me and 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 spoken to me about what's happened, and so I've gotten to know um, you know uh, some of the family members uh, of these doctors, and and, and really. Um, you know, this is a very shocking thing that's happening because um, last year in the fall, what we had was, as, as I talked about, we had these vaccine mandates that were forced on every healthcare worker in Canada. But really, the pressure on the doctors and nurses had started long before that. Uh, there was tremendous pressure from the healthcare leadership in Canada uh, to really pressure doctors and nurses to get vaccinated, COVID vaccinated as soon as possible. And, and so what we saw was uh, peer pressure. Um, and really, doctors were pressured to take the first two doses as soon as they were made available. And they were made available starting in December 2020. Um, and then really, when the boosters came out in uh, beginning of November 2021, uh, that's when we already had the vaccine mandates that were forcing every doctor to get vaccinated at the threat of losing their job. So we had a very aggressive um, vaccine rollout in Canada that was forced on, on doctors and nurses and other healthcare workers. 
Um, so when you look at this list of 32 doctors who died suddenly or unexpectedly, we know that they were all vaccinated um, at the time of their death. And we, we also know that they had the maximum doses of vaccine that they had to have at the time in, in order to be able to work. These were all actively practicing doctors. So I, I, I didn't um, take any doctors who, who had been retired um, or who hadn't worked for a long time or who had any kind of disease or illness prior uh, to their death, uh, known illness. Uh, these are doctors who were actively practicing. Um, you know, they didn't really have any prior known uh, illnesses. And then one day they suddenly died, uh, suddenly or unexpectedly. Um, so they were all vaccinated. Um, and so um, this came to my attention last year in November um, when we had two doctors who died suddenly right after taking their booster shot. Um, the first doctor was a cardiologist, 52 years old, Dr. Sohrab Luchmeriel, and he died uh, two weeks, exactly two weeks after taking his booster shot. He was one of the first doctors in Canada to take a booster shot. He actually um managed to get a booster shot ahead of everyone else. Uh, he posted about it on Facebook. Uh, he bragged about it. He was very proud of it. Um, and people were asking him, how did you get your hands on a booster shot? They hadn't even been released yet. Um, and exactly two weeks to the date that he took his booster shot, uh, he died uh, suddenly uh, in his sleep. Um, and it was publicized in the Canadian media. Now, what the Canadian media didn't say was that he had had his booster shot two weeks prior. Oh, yeah, they keep that real silent. Exactly. So the media had said, you know, oh, there was a sudden death of this young, promising doctor who had contributed so much to the community, 52 years old, but absolutely not a single word about the fact that he had taken his booster shot two weeks prior. Um, and then we had very shortly after we had a second death, um, of, a, of a Toronto doctor, family medicine doctor, 48 years old, um, and a family member, um, sorry, a family friend had actually put out a TikTok video to, to announce what had happened. And, and that TikTok video went viral on Twitter. And this family friend had said that this doctor took a shot four days before went to his friend's uh, house for a Christmas Eve party and was feeling unwell. And he lied down on his friend's couch and he died uh, on his friend's couch. He never woke up and he was 48 years old. This is a young doctor who was very, very active. He was a CEO. He ran multiple clinics in Toronto and the greater Toronto area. And, you know, he took his booster shot um, and four days later he, he died in his sleep. So really, that that caught my attention. I, I took those two deaths. I put it on Twitter. Um, it went viral. People started talking about it. But, you know, I didn't realize at the time and people didn't realize at the time that there were many more deaths that had occurred that we simply didn't know about because no one was talking about it. Uh, so, you know, then a few months later, fast forward, and we have uh, a cluster of doctor deaths uh, in the, in July of this year, uh, three of them at the same hospital had died within days of the second booster being rolled out. And uh, fortunately, we had a brave healthcare worker who leaked this information, which was circulating as memos in a, in a hospital where three of these doctors died in the same hospital within days of each other. Uh, and so the information was leaked. 
um, um, it it uh, it got a lot of internet attention, and the media had to report on it and admit that yes, these doctors had died, but it had nothing to do with with the COVID vaccine. Oh, of course, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And but but then we had doctors just dying one after the other, one after the other. Then we had a 27 year old uh, medical resident who was still uh, training to you know to to become a doctor. Uh, she was a triathlete, and she had actually died uh, while uh, swimming uh, and training for a triathlon. Uh, so again, this had you know this was publicized by the media, but not the fact that she was fully vaccinated. Well, Doctor Magnus, um, can I let me yeah. let me interject and ask a question? Because I, I say this all the time when I come on the show. I get up in the morning, <clears throat> I get everything ready for the show, and I open up. I have to open up multiple browsers because different logins for different things, but. Open up the browser, and usually it's the Bing or whatever uh, news news feed, their their news page. Without a doubt, almost every day I open it, some famous person, whether I know him or not, is dead. And most of them are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. I have never in my life seen anything like this, especially among, quote-unquote, celebrities. I mean, they're a small group of people and when you start seeing them dropping off, you know, used to you'd see that it go. You'd have some time. You might get two or three right in a row. You would see unless they were, you know, very old. Um, but but usually you wouldn't see this level of deaths that are taking place. And the interesting thing, like what you said, they'll they'll say cause of death unknown. And all of these stories, I've never seen anything like it. Now, in these ones that I have the pictures of here, there's one young lady. <clears throat> She is said to have died from a, the only fatality in a car crash, but she was uh, given the shot. So, you know, we used to refer to the things as accidents. We, we saw several of those where people who had taken the shot had gotten in, in accidents. Some of them have been killed. Some of them were just injured. Some of them walked away from it, whatever the case may be. Her, and then you have a couple of other people. You've got, uh, you've got a gentleman, let's see, this guy right here. Um, and I don't even know how to pronounce his name here, but he's 27, a rare spinal cord glioma um then you've got uh, this gentleman here a uh, dr siegel with uh, lung cancer and then you have this neurologist here with cancer and this one here with gastric cancer and one of the things that we did learn about the shots is that it it how does it uh shuts off t-cells i think is what the thing is that makes the person more prone to cancers um it, and we made mention of the died suddenly but what about what about these guys who have this is there any indication they had this before they took the shots? Yeah. So what you point, what you, what you just pointed out, is something that I've been viciously attacked on, and and really, um, I, I can I'm more than happy to you know discuss why why I included these deaths. Uh, first, the car accidents. There's two of them. Uh, there are two young women. Uh, both of them would have had at least two shots. Um, uh, two doses of COVID vaccine. Now, both were involved in a in a car crash that was very bizarre. Uh, both of them were involved in a car crash that happened early in the day. So one of them was at 11 a.m., the other one was at 1 p.m. Um, and both of them were the only fatalities in the crash where the other driver walked away either unscathed or with minimal injuries. Now, we know that the COVID vaccines, all of them, cause blood clots. We know that this is, I mean, undeniable at this point. Um, you know, in Canada, I mean, they stopped giving out AstraZeneca uh, because of, of, of clotting issues. 
Um, and we know that the clotting issue is with every single one of the major vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, uh, Johnson & Johnson. So um, we know that clotting is an issue. And, and we've all seen um, TV reporters uh, fainting on air, collapsing yep, um, li live on air, you know, with stroke-like symptoms. So imagine that, you know, you have microclots in your circulation. One of these clots, uh, you know, goes goes to your brain. You, you have a stroke-like symptom, and this happens while you're driving. Of course, you're going to be in a car accident. So the fact, you know, that I was attacked on, on including two, you know, doctors fully vaccinated who had been involved in bizarre car accidents you know, I just don't understand why anyone would attack me on that. This is really shouldn't even be controversial. Now, I can't prove that 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 is was their cause of death, because, of course, in none of these cases, we don't have autopsy reports in any of these cases, which is what we 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 need to have to really you know understand what's going on. But this is a risk. Um, so we cannot exclude the possibility that these doctors had clots. While they were driving, they were, you know, they were driving early in the day. This this wasn't, you know, 3 a.m. after a night of partying. Um, this was, you know, one of them was just coming home from her shift, from her first shift. This was the, this was a 24-year-old medical student who was uh, studying in Ireland. Um, and she was just coming home after her first shift and was involved in this bizarre accident. Now, we know that medical students are required by their medical schools to be fully vaccinated as well. Then we can move to the um, topic of the cancers. Uh, there are five doctors in this list of 32 who had developed rare and aggressive cancers after having at least two doses of COVID-19 vaccines. I made sure that these cancers had uh, developed uh, really in less than a year in the past year and would have developed after they had their shots. Now, we we also now know that the COVID-19 vaccines um, reprogram the immune system. In many cases, they suppress the immune system. They interfere with uh, T-cell signaling. They can inactivate T-cells. They can kill T-cells. Uh, they can interfere with DNA repair. So we know there are numerous mechanisms by which COVID-19 vaccines um, can suppress the immune system to the point where the immune system is unable to deal with cancerous cells and is unable to control cancers. So we're now seeing situations where COVID-19 vaccinated people, young people, are developing aggressive cancers, uh, the types of which, you know, oncologists like myself haven't have haven't seen before. And these cancers are extremely aggressive. So, for example, I have a doctor who developed a, a, a gastric cancer, and these are usually, for the most part, slow-growing, and it killed him in less than a year. Uh, we have a 49-year-old doctor who developed lung cancer that killed him in less than a year. Um, and we're seeing some of these rare you know, brain cancers or spinal cancers. There's a 27-year-old uh, medical student who developed a spinal cord cancer um, that killed him within a few months. Um, so we know that, you know, the COVID-19 vaccines can initiate or accelerate cancers, and we are seeing it. We're seeing it in some of these doctors. So that is why I included, um, you know, these, these deaths in this list.
Okay. All right. One other thing I want to ask you, too, and then I want to make a reference to something <clears throat> here, in, here in a second. And you can speak to this cancer because that was that was your area of expertise. But one of the things that I have a I, I question is, you know, I know you've been using the term vaccine. I know we played the kids at the first because it was an old video and I've been playing it for like two years or something. I said, yes, I have an agenda. Don't take this stuff. Don't submit to the tyranny that's coming on uh, because it'll obviously if it doesn't if it doesn't kill you it's going to injure you or the possibilities are really high that it's going to do that so the question i have is we're using the term vaccine but i noticed the websters went in and they changed their definition of vaccine to include this gene therapy that they put out i know the cdc changed it theirs and i know why they're doing it they're trying to cover their rear ends because they have they have a that conflict of interest here there's patents that they have on certain things so same thing with uh, fauci and the rest of them here in the states they, they have a, a conflict of interest there. Um, I did a, an article and I brought out, uh, what was it, Tabor's Medical Dictionary for what a vaccine is supposed to be. This stuff doesn't meet any of that definition. And so, you know, I know you're using the term and we're used to hearing it. Do you really think this is a vaccine? And if it's not, would you say these companies have committed fraud? And so has the Mockingbird Media. By the way, just want to play this. It's only about a minute. But I want I want you I want the audience to understand why the Mockingbird media is not telling you the cause of death for these people or even even pointing in that direction and asking questions. It's because at least 40 percent of the advertising come from these guys. Pfizer, CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360 brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline brought to you by Pfizer making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. This week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press. Data download. Brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer. Now, Dr. Micus, do you, <clears throat> do you think the Mockingbird media is going to tell you the truth about what these people's poisons, their drugs are, are actually doing to people? Does anybody actually believe that, that they'll tell the truth? You know, you, you brought up a good point in terms of the, the definition of uh, vaccine has been changed, uh, I believe, twice in, in the past uh, two, three years. Uh, and, and, you know, that's a very significant uh, change in the definition of what a vaccine is. Um, definitely, you know, these are these are gene therapy um, products, pharmaceutical products. Um, the companies admit this themselves in uh, SEC filings. Uh, they admit these, you know, that these are gene therapy um, therapeutics. So for sure, that that's a valid point that, you know, these would not meet the the old definition of, of vaccines. Um, I do see it as a distraction, though, arguing whether it's a vaccine or not, uh, simply because uh, the more serious issue is that these pharmaceutical products, and they are pharmaceutical products, um, are causing a lot of injuries and deaths uh, on a scale that we've never seen before, uh, really, with any other, any other product. Uh, if you look at VAERS, you know, we're over 30,000 deaths in VAERS. Um, 
tens of uh, sorry hundreds of thousands of, of injuries and and really by this point any other pharmaceutical product would have been pulled off the market long ago absolutely this is, we're, we're far beyond the point where you know this product should have been pulled off the shelves so i i do agree that you know the 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 fact that they've changed the definition of, of vaccine is is absolutely problematic unfortunately we're stuck with it for now because uh, all the health authorities, uh, whether it's in the U.S., Canada, Europe, uh, all the health authorities are, you know, calling them vaccines. So my 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 view on that is fine. Call them vaccines. It really doesn't matter because what matters is what are these uh, uh, pharmaceutical products doing, and 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 what kind of injuries are they causing. Uh, you know, what is the side effect profile? And really, that's what matters is is the fact that we're seeing hundreds of thousands of people getting injured. Uh, we're seeing cardiac injuries, neurological injuries, uh, autoimmune diseases. We're seeing aggressive cancers, um, you know, and, and this is really, to me, what matters. And this is what we need to be talking about, speaking out about. And, and this is what we're being silenced for. Um, I had a Twitter account that had 13,000 followers uh, in Canada, and Twitter shut me down for raising concerns about uh, Pfizer vaccines in kids 5 to 11 years old. There was a study that came out that had shown that uh, after a few months, the efficacy was only 12%, and by six months, the vaccine efficacy was negative, which means that vaccinated kids were getting sick more frequently than unvaccinated kids. This paper was uh, actually covered on CNBC, and I just reposted the CNBC article, said, yeah, this is what, what this uh, research is showing, and you know these mRNA vaccines should be pulled off the market, and that was probably the line that got my Twitter account killed. Uh, Twitter sent me several emails saying that they're locking my account, they're suspending my account, and really suspending my account permanently because I dared to question the use of mRNA vaccines in kids ages 5 to 11 years old. Um, so, you know, if we move sort of beyond the, the discussion, what's a vaccine, what's not a vaccine, and, and we really, if we focus on injuries that these pharmaceuticals are causing, you know, that's, that's where the problem is, and that's really where doctors like myself are being heavily censored. Yeah, well, it's it's not just you guys. I mean, we lost uh, a Facebook account with three quarters of a million uh, followers, but oh, we lost your video there. Uh, we lost a Facebook account with three quarters of a million followers. Uh, we lost three YouTube channels. We lost. I lost my Twitter account. I lost my Twitch account. Um, so so I, and it was it was for bringing people who were in the profession. Uh, of being a physician, general practitioner, or s some kind of specialty, or even bringing Kate on. You know, Kate's been maligned all over the British media uh, because she came out and she spoke out about 5G. Uh, she spoke out about the, the shots. She spoke out about, you know, how they're manipulating the numbers. And you mentioned VAERS. I mean, even the numbers we have there, they had, we already know. That's less than 1% of what's actually going on. That's less than 1% that's reported there. But the reason I brought up the issue of vaccines is because we're finding out that, that these companies like Pfizer and others have these agreements with government to not prosecute, you know, for whatever damage it might cause. 
Well, I'm kind of throwing out something to give people an idea. Well, why not prosecute them for fraud? Because they're telling you it's one thing when it's really something else. That's the only reason I bring it up. But I agree. The more serious things uh, are, are what you said here. You know, Scripture tells us this. Leviticus 17, 11, For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Now, Moses wrote this, you know, 3,500 years ago. Uh, before, you know, we have modern medicine and this, that, and the other. And then we go all the way to the back of the book. And one of the things we see is from Revelation 18, 23, Thy merchants were uh, the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. And the term sorceries here in the Greek, in the, old, in the New Testament here, is the term where we get our word pharmacy, or the, the Greek word is pharmakia. We, we get the word pharmacy from. So it's, you know, there's been warnings. And what have we seen all along with this? Trying to get, trying to bypass the thing the Creator gave us that we take stuff in, our mouths, and it's constantly trying to bypass that and put it directly in the blood. I think it's there's a look to poison the blood. I, you know, I think there are some people who mean well in what they want to do, and I think there's just some wicked people who are out for money to enrich themselves. And at the same time, we can't deny there's a depopulation agenda. Certain people have backed it. We just saw the Georgia Guidestones destroyed, get 500 million people. There are certain people who have that mentality. I don't have it because I don't even understand that kind of thinking. I, mine is probably like yours. We want to help people live. If they're sick, we want to help get them better. If they're, you know, if they're hurt, we want to we want to make them well. So I don't even understand the the thought process there. But what are you seeing? Is 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 there a, is there a turning of the tide? Because it was such an inspiration earlier this year to see the Canadian truckers go out and tens of thousands of people come there. And what I was hearing was, it was not just a protest there. There was a really a spiritual revival that was taking place among the people who were gathered there. I think it was in Ottawa uh, that they were having preachers come in. They were praying. They were singing. And they were, they were serving one another. Guys were out there cleaning up the streets, the stuff the government's supposed to do. They were out there doing it. No charge at all. There was this tremendous uh, uprising for good in the midst of that. What have you seen that's been positive as a result of this? The silver lining, I like to say, in the COVID nineteen eighty four. Yeah, um, the government unfortunately cracked down very, very heavily um, on the truckers' protest, and and what you saw was um, they had come after uh, uh, the the government had actually come after the bank accounts of anyone who supported. Uh, the, the trucker protest and had had made donations in support. So I think they had raised uh, something like close to $10 million uh, from the population. And these were, you know, small donations. And uh, the government then then came and really said, we will target uh, everyone who donated, uh, you know, to the protest. So there was a heavy crackdown. Um, and um, unfortunately, you know, um, since then, um you know there's there's been tremendous pressure um from the government to really silence um any kind of um dissent um certainly in the media um like i said you know my twitter account was shut down uh in march of 2022 and and i know that i had actually been targeted uh, by activists, left-wing activists um, in our provincial government, who has, uh, the um, the NDP opposition, which uh, is very, very left-wing, 
uh, and has deep ties to the Trudeau Liberal government, those activists uh, came viciously uh, after me to try to really silence me and and have me removed from Twitter. Um, and so they had flooded Twitter with hundreds and hundreds of false complaints to get my account suspended. Um, you know, I had also been brought to court, and I want to tell you this story uh, because we t- we touched upon it uh, earlier uh, when you mentioned Pastor uh, Arthur Pavlovsky. Now, Arthur uh, Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky was arrested and dragged through courts uh, by lawyers for Alberta Health Services, uh, which is our healthcare provider in Alberta. These are the same lawyers uh, that had been trying to silence me for many, many years, and they had dragged me through courts. Uh, In fact, uh, they brought me to court twice for emergency um, injunction applications to have my Twitter Twitter account uh, silenced, to have all my social media accounts uh, shut down uh, by a court order. And, um, you know, the court fortunately threw both of those applications out Amen. and dismissed them. But, um, you know, this same health authority was trying to silence me. These are the same lawyers that had Arthur Pavlovsky pastor uh, arrested um, and had actually several pastors threatened or arrested during the lockdowns. Um, so, and then we know that this health authority also has, uh, political connections to the federal government, to the Trudeau liberal government. Uh, you know, they were put in front of a judge that was very friendly to the Trudeau liberal government. And, and this judge had actually authorized an illegal court order, uh, which is what the health authorities used to arrest Pastor, um, Pavlovsky. So, uh, and eventually, of course, the court had to throw that out because it was completely illegal to begin with. So, you know, yes, the tide is turning, uh, but it's turning very slowly. And unfortunately, it's not turning fast enough um, to prevent the kind of damage that we're seeing from, from the vaccines, which are constantly being pushed on people who shouldn't be taking it. Um, and I'm talking about, you know, the young, healthy adult population. Uh, and I'm talking about, you know, kids of, of all ages shouldn't have this vaccine at all. Uh, I'm talking about pregnant women. I'm talking about uh, patients who are waiting for transplants are forced to take the vaccine. Um, you know, it, it's it's we're still very much in the midst of this battle. Yeah. Uh, the tide is turning, but it's turning very, very slowly, and we're seeing a lot of collateral damage. And I'll, and I'll tell you, you know, with this list of 32 doctors, um, I can tell you right now that list has doubled. Um, I'm I will sure. Put out, uh, I will put out uh, the update on this. I'm just going through the data right now, okay. um, and I'll try to put out an update, you know, in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, this, this list has already doubled and more, and, and, right. and it just continues to go up. We've just had, we were just informed a couple of days ago. Dr. Megas, that- Megas, hang on for me just a second. We'll go over just a little bit. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, catch Bradley at 3, and we'll talk to you in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Talk to you then. See ya. 
Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And I, we were cutting out, so I didn't know if you wanted to continue on. So I want to let you finish your thoughts, and we'll, we'll continue on from there. So take your time and, and go ahead and, and complete your thoughts you got. Yeah, I just wanted to add that, um, you know, we were just informed by um, one of the medical schools in Canada, uh, McMaster University, that three of their medical residents had died this summer. Um, and, you know, these are students in their 20s and 30s, um, fully vaccinated. Uh, wow. And three, three of them had died from the same school. That has never happened before. I'd never heard of that. Uh, you know, that's completely unprecedented. And of course, you know, they, they announced this on Twitter and then they made sure that no one could respond uh, because people started questioning the vaccines right away. And, and, you know, we know that McMaster's, one of the universities that forced COVID-19 vaccine mandates on all their students. And, you know, now they were forced to admit that, that three of their medical students and residents had died uh, just this past summer. So, you know, we're seeing so many casualties, um, you know, and of course, it's not just in healthcare. It's not just doctors who are dying. We, we had you know, three uh, nurses or paramedics drop dead uh, within a few days of each other this summer as well in their 20s and 30s. Uh, so this is happening, you know, in other fields as well. But but there's tremendous casualties that we're seeing. And, you know, it's, it's um, you know, the tide is turning, but it's turning very slowly and, and certainly not fast enough for a lot of these uh, vaccine-injured uh people or people who are dying suddenly as a result of the vaccines. Yeah, Dr. Mattis, one of the, one of the things is is that uh you know, we've been we we were warned gosh, I don't know, a year and a half ago, actually before the shots were being released, just the limited information that we had gotten from them and we were warned, look, within 2 to 3 years, we're going to see mass deaths take place. And we've been seeing that. I mean, they're coming faster and faster and faster and it makes me wonder are we going to wake up one day and we're going to we're just going to have people in our neighborhoods, you know, dozens of them dead, just just dead. Um, it, it really makes you it really makes you kind of wonder, because I don't think we're through the worst of it. But one of the silver linings I see, and maybe you can speak to this, too. I think you alluded to it just a minute ago when when the other three doctors at the school died, that people started immediately questioning, was it the shot? Was it the shot? I think one of one of the the silver linings here is the people who have not taken it and even some who have some regret taking it they've been on and they said look i'm sorry i I attacked you you people who didn't want to take it and this that and the other they realize that people were just trying to warn them they weren't trying to be mean to them um you know many people have warned but a lot of people's eyes are being opened to a lot of what the pharmaceutical industry is and what a lot of even the medical industry Sad to say, many doctors are out there just to pimp the pharmaceuticals. That's that's all they know how to do. They don't know how to they don't know how to bring he, uh, bring a situation for the body. I don't want to say bring healing to the body, but bring a situation to the body so the body can heal itself. I think the creators made us that way, and so I think people are starting to wake up to some of that. Some of them are even fearful to go to their doctor, or go to a hospital because of what they're seeing. But I I see a silver lining in there that they're starting to look for themselves as to what goes on and to see, am I being told the truth here? Am I not being told the truth? 
you know, I want to make my own decision. I don't want somebody else who may be well-trained or whatever. I don't want them making the decision for me. I need to make it, and I need to be, as you said at the beginning of the show, I need to have informed consent about whatever I'm doing, whether it's a vaccine, a surgery, or whatever the case may be. Definitely. And, and if you look at the uptake of boosters, um, whether it's in Canada, United States, Israel, or other countries, um, there's been a, a, a huge drop-off in booster uptake. Um, I know that the, the first booster uptake in Canada, it's, it's hovering around 50%. Uh, in the States, it's hovering around 30, 30 to 40%. Um, you know, unfortunately, in Australia and UK, um, it was higher. I think it was in, in the 60%. But now when you look at the second booster, um, you know, the demand is just not there. People are really are waking up. Um, I think a lot of people have either been injured or have or have had family members injured or have heard about injuries. And and so, you know, with this uh, second booster shot, you know, the uptake in Canada is only about 10, 15 percent. And the demand is just not there. People don't want these injections anymore. Uh, and many are waking up. So 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 there is a silver lining there. Unfortunately, as as you brought up, the, the the problem that we have is that we don't know how many people are going to be injured or how many are going to die uh, as a result of the vaccines long term. Um, I've been looking at this and trying to get a get a sense of what kind of you know disaster are we looking at long term, and it's very hard to quantify and, and really to get a sense. Now, right now. Um, if you look at vaccinated people, uh, you, you, they're estimating about 10% of all vaccinated people are reporting that they have long COVID. Now, I, um, you know, I do believe that long COVID exists. However, I, I believe that um, the term has been abused and misused. Um, and really what's being done is that a lot of vaccine injuries are being relabeled as long COVID. And what that does is it removes the responsibility and culpability from, from those who caused the injury onto the, onto the virus, yep. right? Yep. Which, which um, you know, is, is a very simple trick. Um, but, you know, so now when you see long COVID, you can really assume vaccine injury. Uh, instead of long COVID, um, because the vast majority of cases that are labeled as long COVID are vaccine injuries. So when you look at vaccinated people, um, and I've looked at the studies on this, uh, triple or quadruple vaccinated people are 10% of them are reporting long COVID. So let's assume that right now you have 10% of vaccinated uh, individuals are reporting vaccine injury, self-reporting. Um, now that's short term. We are still in the short term after the rollout of these vaccines. Um, you know, we're only one year into this, this grand experiment. Uh, you know, what are things going to look like two years from now, three years from now, four years from now? We know that excess mortality is already, you know, 50 to 100 percent higher than baseline. Um, and, and like you said, we're really just at the beginning of this uh you know potential disaster so so what worries me as a physician is that how bad is this going to get long term you know how many people are going to be injured long term and and we simply don't know but it, it's it's already what we see so far in terms of injuries it's bad um if you look at the facebook group 
um, called uh, Died Suddenly News. This is the fastest growing Facebook group in the world. Yeah, I saw that. It has um, close to 300,000 members now. I joined this group as well because I, I certainly wanted to see, um, you know, what's being discussed in the group. And honestly, the the injuries um, and deaths that are being discussed are absolutely horrific. And, and you know, we have 300,000 members, um, you know, it, it's it's thousands and thousands of people are reporting, you know, horrific injuries. So really the scale of, of, of this long term, it, it looks bleak. Yeah. And, and a lot of things that people may not put to this, but you start having a population killed off. Look, we, I, I pointed out people about the issue of abortion here in the United States. And some people say, oh, well, that's that's just a social issue or that's, you know, this, that and the other. We don't want to talk about we want to talk about the economy. And I tell people, I said, if you start with economics, you are starting with a Marxist worldview. If you start with justice and you start with law, then you're starting with a biblical worldview. And one of the things that we see with abortion is we have I don't know how many millions, you know, 60 million has been quoted for decades, I think, here. It's probably far more that we've killed off. Those that would have grown up, that would have contributed to society uh, with inventions, uh, with work, with, uh, you know, certain specifics that they studied in and they, they excelled in, whatever the case may be, we've killed off those. And we're seeing now that it's coming to those who have already been born, uh, those who are already uh, working, those who are already inventing, those who are already in a medical industry or other industries, trucking, whatever the case may be. What's going to happen to a society that continues on this road of just doing whatever government says because I'm scared I'm going to lose my job or whatever the case may be? Uh, we're looking at sort of a dystopian kind of future, if you ask me, from something like that, where, where the people are being eliminated. Who's going to fill that place? And I, I know that there's a lot of talk from some people uh, who are... I guess you want to say elitist or whatever, where they want to bring robots in and do things. They want to eliminate the population. It's a weird kind of sci-fi thinking that they reality, alternate reality they live in. What are we going to do when, you know, half our population is dead or injured? Or in some cases, you haven't even made mention, I'd like your thoughts on this too, since we're over, uh, the issue of infertility. That's, that's, that we're, we, we were warning about that for two years, I know here at least. The infertility issue, and some of that was in the original "quote unquote" vaccines before the COVID stuff. What do you see with that? How do you see that kind of playing out as well? Because you haven't even spoke to the issue of, of the fertility uh, carrying on into the the future. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's another area that's uh, potentially very problematic. Is we know that the mRNA ends up in in in, in the bloodstream. We know that it gets uh, delivered uh, all over the body, um, and and this was actually denied. Uh, by the C CDC, and and you know they denied the the idea that this mRNA gets into your blood, uh, delivers the mRNA, you know, to various organs, tissues, including the ovaries, the testes, um, and you end up with a spike protein, um, which is highly inflammatory, highly toxic, and you end up with spike protein in in tissues like the ovaries, like the testes which has tremendous implications for, for fertility. And now this was denied by, by the CDC and, and you know, the FDA. 
And, you know, but recently they quietly removed um, a line from their website, which actually talks about, you know, the the, the spike protein, uh, you know, staying in your body in your, in your bloodstream and being delivered to you know to all sorts of organs and tissues so yeah this is definitely going to be a problem it's it's something that's being suppressed and not talked about i know that um doctors who have raised concerns about fertility long term and about miscarriages have been viciously attacked um and this is really something that the authorities are absolutely not wanting to get out the fact that from you know millions of women being vaccinated that this may have you know really uh tremendous impacts on fertility going forward um we know already i mean it's been admitted that you know up 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 to half of women who have had the vaccine have had irregular menstruation have had problems with 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 their periods um so you already know that there is um you know, uh, 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 an effect on 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 reproduction fertility, uh, but for now it, it's being heavily suppressed. And you know, doctors are going to have to come out in the future and and speak about this. I'm not a I'm not an expert on on fertility or reproduction. Um, I can only look at this as an outsider. But um, you know, this is definitely something that I hope other doctors are going to come out and speak about and really warn people that. Uh, you know, uh, miscarriages are a big problem. Uh, you know, there may be fertility issues that we don't even know about yet. Um, so that is going to be, uh, you know, a potentially a huge problem that we will all have to deal with uh, down the line. You know, I have I have young kids. I have I have a daughter as well. Um, you know, th- this is going to affect all of us. Um, so you know, what I really want to see is I want to see doctors and nurses who have more information about this you know step up speak out and 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 you know get the the information out there so we actually know what we're dealing with well i want that too and uh that's uh, that's why we have people like you on uh, because you know they hear me they hear a redneck out here in south carolina and they go well who are you you know you kind of but but i got eyes to see i can see what's going on i can put two and two together you know i know it equals four it doesn't equal five like pfizer or any cdc or any of these people want to tell me but when I, I think it carries weight when somebody who's been in the profession of being a doctor whether you specialize in one area or not it carries weight that people say okay well this guy He's at least looking at this. He knows how to read the scientific papers. Maybe you are an outsider to certain areas, but you can read what's going on there, and you can you can look around. You're you're going to trust your your lying eyes. You're going to trust the liars in in the in the in the government and uh, big pharma who's going to tell you what they're going to tell you. So here's what I want to do. Let's let's make this the final thing. I want to toss it over to you, uh, Doctor Macus, and for our audience. Our audience is not stupid. They're in many cases they're more well informed than I am. So I I confess that. But if you had something that you would give to the audience, whether they've had the shot, whether they're thinking about the shot, or whether they say, I want nothing to do with the shot, whatever the case may be, what would be a final word of exhortation that you would give to the audience? You know, um, at this point, uh, certainly as a physician, I could not recommend, um, you know, I I could not recommend these vaccines for anybody. I, I think you know, we're looking at the risks of vaccine injury far outweighing any potential benefits uh, 
really really for anybody but but what i would tell people is is if you really you know want to to take this these vaccines or if you believe in them you know uh really have a try to have a a good frank discussion with with your doctor or a doctor you trust make sure you know you get proper informed consent because that's the most important thing in in any um you know in any therapeutic in any pharmaceutical that we give in any intervention that we do uh the most important thing that you know we can do is is you know give you the full run of the risks and benefits so that you can make a, a, a pro, you know you can make an informed decision i mean that's what informed consent is we've lost a lot of that you know in the pandemic over the last two years and um you know that to me is is the most important thing um but you know certainly I, i'm deeply concerned about the risks of vaccine injury uh and certainly the risks of death uh one thing i wanted to point out uh is with a lot of these uh, young doctors who have died um i believe that they had inflammation of the heart that they didn't know about uh and it was because th- this risk of heart inflammation was downplayed by the authorities you know we had authorities claiming that myocarditis from the vaccine was rare and it was mild that it would be you know in 1 in 5000 people and it was only a problem for a few unfortunate young boys and that's absolutely not the case um you know we're seeing from multiple studies and multiple autopsies uh that were performed and published that you know uh this inflammation of the heart is much more common than we've been led to believe uh it can happen in women as well um young or middle-aged women um and and people don't know that they have this this inflammation of the heart which is you know unlike any other uh, inflammation of the heart that we've seen in the past and it can cause uh, a fatal arrhythmia and and a sudden cardiac death So now we're seeing people dying in their sleep we're seeing people um dying while they're running hiking swimming and 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 these are young healthy people uh who had no idea that this was a risk factor for them and you know they never got a chance to to they never even got a warning sign um because you know uh this inflammation can be completely silent until it kills you um so you know it is so important to inform yourself about anything that that you're putting into your body and you know if if you're not getting this information from your doctor you know get it get it online get it somewhere else but but do please inform yourself because there are risks and dangers that are not being talked about by the health authorities that are not being talked about by doctors because they don't want to lose their medical licenses and you know the, the doctors are just protecting themselves they're protecting their careers they're protecting their families and they're looking out for themselves they're not looking out for patients they're looking out for themselves so you know please um you know get yourself informed as much as as possible you know the only person who can you know take care of your health the best is yourself Amen. you know you know we're at a point where you you can't trust the health authorities you can't trust your doctors um you know you can only trust yourself and 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 your loved ones um so you know do what you can protect yourself protect your health and and protect your loved ones
Yeah, and you know, one of the things you made a mention of informed consent, you know, this is part of the Nuremberg Code. That's just been tossed out the window. I mean, we should have been bringing people to, to justice a long time ago for the violation of informed consent. I mean, we didn't even get to get in that, although we've covered it on the show. So I appreciate you pointing out. Dr. Mackis, thank you for joining us. If you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. I just want to leave you guys with this word right here. Again, one of my favorite passages to go to, Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he's my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee. He'll deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Mm. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust his trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand may fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh Thee, only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. And one of the things that I'll just encourage you folks with is this. That promise is for those who hide themselves in the shadow of God, the Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not doing that, I can't offer you that promise, but I can tell you, Dr. Maccus is correct. Knowledge, it really is power. You inform yourself, you'll begin to rethink that whole thing of even wanting to go through with some of this stuff. So we appreciate you, Dr. Maccus, for speaking out, uh, even for facing the persecution. That comes with telling the truth. I mean, it's just we've, we faced it here. We applaud you for that. We back you for that. The platform's always open for you anytime you need uh, to come on and give us an update. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Tomorrow's right into the course uh, Wednesday. And uh, we're not going to have the rock, we're not going to have the Common Core diva Lynn Taylor with us because she's still recuperating. Uh, but uh, we're going to have Suzanne Hamner back with us, and we'll talk to you then. See you.